team working in your direction he will do what I say he will do he will do what I pray in Houston Texas and uh, trust me it's going to be amazing uh, I'm, I'm trying to see my uh, Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. My guest just joined, my guest just joined. So, uh, because uh, I always like to start a session to be sure that everything, you know, it's on point. And uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Uh, I believe everyone can hear me. Okay. All right, start telling them to join. Start telling them to join. It's gonna be amazing, it's gonna be amazing. So let me bring up, and bring up uh, my awesome guest. Okay, uh, so you might need to send. Okay, he's saying hello. You might need to send a request. You might need to send a request so I can can put you on right away so we can get this session started. Uh, you might need to send a request, sir. You already know my guest. You already know my guest, but it's gonna it's gonna be amazing today. Uh, so I believe you can hear me. If you can send a request, then uh, I would just we just get this session started. Thanks so much for everyone that is joining so far. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep telling people to join. Send text messages to your friend. You know, you know, sh share the flyer that's on my um, Instagram uh, page, Facebook page. Just sh share it. You know, just anywhere you can get people to get connected. Because, okay, okay, okay. You just sent the request. Okay, 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 okay. It's gonna be amazing amazing how it's connected wow Woo. how you doing sir yeah i'm cool i'm wow. cool wow wow thank you so much for this privilege yeah we bless the name of the lord wow. how you doing you're looking cool well i mean you stay so you know we always have to look cool <laughs> Uh, we're in Nigeria where Nepal is disturbing us about life, but we are cool. Yeah. God. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. You know, I feel I feel so so honored, you know, hosting you. You you're an amazing personality to me. And um, you know, I remember when we first met at uh, I think it was a power night at Jogo Center. Yes, it was power you night. Know, it I was, was trying to hug you then. You were so tall, so I was trying to go <laughs> up but Wow, 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 wow. You're, you're such a great blessing, such a great blessing from a distance and even getting to know you. And um, it's so amazing. I need to let people know how much you, you embrace the youth of our generation. We, we hardly find, you know, ministers that can relate with young folks. You know, they, they, they sometimes see young people as, oh, he has so much he needs to learn. I have the experience. Let him come to me. But you you bring yourself down to to accommodate us and, you know, to even um, try to know the things that we are, we are interested in so that you can pass a good message across to us. So that's the amazing thing, you know, I've come to learn about you and I celebrate you, celebrate your ministry. And uh, thank you for saying yes to be live with me on Instagram. Yes, sir. So we're going to get this session started. And I always like my, my guests to pray, you know, even that ordinary prepares. So I'd love you to just give us a, a short word of prayer so we can get this started. Precious Father, we want to thank you for your mercy and for your grace. You've been our help in ages past. The Bible says you are the hope we have in the years to come. 
much, Lord. We want to thank you, everlasting Father, for a time such as this. We commit this session into your hands. We don't know exactly what you have in mind, what you want to do, Jehovah Lord, but we pray that heaven will fall. Amen. That your glory will be revealed, that everyone that will come around to join us, or all the people that have joined us right now, it's my prayer that the Lord will visit you specially. Amen. And his name is glorified in you. Amen. And in us. Thank you to give us utterance, oh God, to affect the lives of people positively. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So a big thanks to everyone joining. I'm Tom Wally, the president of the Avery Nation. And uh, like you all know, I'm so passionate about raising nation giants in my generation and generations to come because we, we live in a world whereby many people don't know the greatness of God that has been injected on the inside of them. Many people don't know the capacity to which they can be in charge and take over the world. And, uh, I, you know, I came up with this platform, you know, um, the conferences, chat sessions, and online platforms where I can get to interact, you know, and, you know, share with people, you know, on things that they need to know on how to bring out the giant that's on the inside of them. And amazingly today, I have the great PVO in the house, great PVO in the house. And also, I'm just going to let this house so everybody can support me. I look forward to acting in one of your movies because many people don't know that Tomoy is, <laughs> they don't know Tomoy is an actor. And that was how I actually started. You know, I started in the drama ministry okay. before I found myself, wow, you, know, wow. you know, in the apostolic uh, set of ministry. So we'll go start, you know, and it, it, it's just amazing questions, you know lined out for today's session and you know i i trust that you'll be a blessing you've always been a blessing so i trust that tonight's session is going to be a bomb so i'm going to start with the first question pvo is an household name household name in nigeria different african countries uh countries in africa you know and all over the world you know so uh can you tell us about the man pvo himself because that's that seems to be the name that you know everybody you know comments about so can you no, just tell us about the man pvo uh... Yeah. Uh, well, incidentally, some people will say, what's, what's, what's PVO? What does that mean? Um, PVO stands, this is an acronym for Pastor Victor Lukoji. Mm. All right. Um, why? Because I started off as, uh, as a pastor, a missionary, you know. Um, some uh, 21, 22 years ago, my wife wow. and I um, left. Nigeria for Ghana as pioneer missionaries. Uh, so we were in that country for 10 years as missionaries. That was where we started. You know, that's after giving my life to Christ and all those, you know, I received my call to mission. So I was trained by CAPRO. I don't know if you know CAPRO. CAPRO is the first mm. indigenous uh, mission agency in Nigeria okay. in Ghana, you know, I was trained there for one year. My wife was also trained there. And the ministry we work with now sent us to pioneer the work in Ghana. Wow. So we were there. I never knew that a day will come that I will ever come back. I thought I was going to work in Ghana, die in Ghana, and be buried in Ghana. <laughs> I, went with that, I went with that mindset, burnt all the bridge behind, gave out everything, and then two of us just landed in Ghana like that. And we were there. You know, we planted two churches until um, wow. after about 10 years, the Lord said, it's time to go back home. That is called us to lay a foundation for another person to come and build. Wow. So we had to hand the church over to somebody else. You know, the church is still there now, I guess. They have about three or four branches now. They're in their own property by the grace of God. We still relate, 
you know, I still visit. I'm hoping that after this COVID-19, uh, probably maybe before the end of the year, next year, I will still visit them. They are doing tremendously well. Yeah. You know, coming back to Nigeria, I landed in Lagos, uh, and then we were there for about seven years, you know, um, before the Lord said it was time. Again, in Lagos, then we moved down to Ibadan, mm. you know. Um, so, well, um, basically, I'm a missionary. I write books. Uh, by the grace of God, I've done about over 10 books. Wow. I, I'm into drama ministry. I act uh, movies. I direct. I also write. What else? What else? I think maybe as we, as we, as we, as we, as we talk along, as we just along, we get to know more. I, I don't remember any other thing now about, wow. I mean, about my, that. Well, I, yeah, I graduated as a graphic design, so I draw. I wow. draw, I, yes, I draw. Most of my designs that you see, I do them myself. I design my books, I design my posters, I design all those things, you know, myself. You know, so I'm a graphic designer. Yeah, I do that. So um, I think, basically, uh, that's, that's who I am. Wow. Except maybe there are some other specific questions. We'll go get deep tonight. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Because I, I see I see a lot of the, the, the content of your ministry and getting to know now that you do the designs yourself. That's that's amazing. That's that, that should be mind blowing for any young person that is watching online right now that you know, age, family, or even your your responsibility should not be an excuse for you not to express your creativity skills. You know, so it's it, it's super super amazing to hear that. So I'm just gonna to go to the next question now. Um, people know you more with uh, the the sexual purity vision and the academy. You know, as a matter of fact, you know that was one of the the, the first thing that drew my attention to you because it it, it came out to be a very significant uh, aspect of ministry. So my question is, can you share with us the the springboard to the reality of that vision, the, the springboard to the to the establishment and the reality of the sexual purity vision and academy? Yeah, you know, I didn't start up that way. Okay. Uh, if I give my life to Jesus Christ, I had my own thing into sexual immorality until Jesus Christ saved me. Yeah. I grew up, you know, in a family uh, where all of us were Catholics. You know, okay. by the way, I was the one that preached to my dad and my mom and my siblings. I remember wow. the day I just woke up around 5 a.m. The Spirit of the Lord just came over me. I went to my daddy's room and mommy, they were on the bed. And I woke them up. Daddy, I want to see you. Mommy, I want to see you. I went to all my siblings' room. I woke them up. It was around 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. And all of them gathered in the sitting room. They were wondering what is going to happen. You know, and I carried my Bible. And I started preaching with tears in my eyes, you know. Uh, I was not always like that. We grew up in the Catholic Church. And then uh, I would say I can't remember any day, any day, not once, where my parents would sit us down, would sit me down, and then they would tell us about sex. You know, they would tell us about the fact that you are now growing up to be a man, you know, at some point in your life, you begin to have this thing that is called heterosexual attraction. You get attracted to the opposite sex. Some things begin to move in your body. You feel like adding sex and all those things. They never said that. They just left us maybe, you know, thinking that we will find out ourselves. You know, those days, sex is a taboo. You don't even talk about it at all. You don't go there. They believe it's something dirty. So I had my own thing. That's a long story, you know, before uh, I would say, 
uh, you know, some people will say they find Christ. I didn't find Christ. He found me. I was the one that was lost, man. Mm. So when he found me, um, uh, I was quite young. I think I was 19 then, you know, yeah. and then uh, this journey started. This journey started, you know, when I gave my life to Christ in one, two years, I grabbed the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. I was crazy as it were. It was as if I wanted to fight back. I wanted to know God by all means. My growth, my growth was something amazing, you know. Eventually along the line, you know, like fast forward, um, when I met my wife, you know, eventually we got married. I remember one day that we visited one hospital. I think that should be in the year 2000 or so. Maybe uh, 19, 2000, it should be 2000, that was 20 years ago. I met this woman outside the hospital, an elderly woman, she was crying and rolling on the floor. I was wondering what was happening, and I asked the doctor, doctor, what happened? And the doctor says she just lost the daughter. Mm. And I was, you know, look at this woman, I was mad. I said, doctor, sir, I'm a Christian, we can pray and God can raise the dead. Can you take us to the place? I want to pray for this girl. And then the doctor marched up to the place, and I saw this beautiful damsel on the bed. That in complexion, I can still see her. I touched her. She was gone. I could not pray that day. My hair became as heavy as my body because I asked the doctor, doctor, what happened? And the doctor said it was an abortion. Jesus. That left a mark in me that till forever, till eternity, I will never forget. I was looking at this girl. I was transfixed, black, so beautiful. I touched her, she was gone, lifeless. And the doctor said it was, she was pregnant with twins, mm. all right? That was not the first hospital she went to. She was taken to one hospital by the boyfriend, and abortion was, uh, you know, uh, performed on her, and unfortunately, her uterus was perforated, and she started bleeding. Jeez. You know, when they saw that something went wrong, they told her to go home. And when she got home, the mother saw blood. The mother was asking what happened. And uh, instead of her telling the mother the truth at that point, she still told the mother that she was doing a menses. She was having a menses before the woman realized she has lost so much blood that she was rushed to the hospital. On getting there, she, she gave yeah. up. She died. That was 20 years ago. That mark, each time I go for conference and I talk about her, I see her all over again. I feel like crying. Sometimes I actually try to shed tears because I still see the girl somewhere in my spirit. In fact, it got to a time that I called my crew, movie crew. We went, I wrote a movie, I wrote a script in her memory. I've never met her before. I met her there. You know, that movie, she'll be on my YouTube channel, Candle in the Wind. You know, and I wrote that movie, and we actually acted that movie to reenact what I saw that day. So in that movie, I said, like, candle in the wind, she was blown away, never to glow again. She died with her dreams. She died with her vision. She died with everything inside of her. Now, I've told these two experiences, the thing I felt, this lady, and then when we got to Ghana, I saw a level of sexual immorality that I have never experienced before in my life. I saw many Nigerian ministers lost their ministry on the laps of girls in the land of Ghana. I saw a whole lot of things. I saw, I saw things that I cannot describe so that it will not be uh, like I am trying to talk down on a nation because, of course, we have them in Nigeria. But the level I saw in Ghana made me to shiver. You know, you could see, you could have a church of 100 people and then maybe not up to 10 and living in a regular home where you see the father, the mother, and the children. The father is somewhere, the mother is somewhere, and then the children are, you know, the shoe can be in the mother's house 
and the cloth can be in the father's house. You know, he would pick this, pick this to go to school in the morning. I saw a lot of cohabitations. I saw that a lot of young people are not getting married in Ghana there. You know, I spent 10 years there. I could count on my fingers how many weddings I attended, but funerals without number. Mm. All right? <laughs> and so we saw a lot of that in Ghana, and I was disturbed. We kept preaching. They kept promising, oh, don't worry, I will come to church until God told us, come. I want you to focus on the young people so that they will not make the mistakes of their fathers. Mm. They will not make the mistakes of their parents. So our attention shifted from the adults to the young ones. That was where the ministry started. And we registered it as weight, then weight international. That's war against immorality talk. And then we started the campaign. You know, and as God will have it, in one, two years, we were everywhere. When radio stations, when television stations, I was in TV3, I was in a Metro TV, different kind of stations were inviting us because we were like, you know, we were, we were moving, uh, you know, at a pace that people don't understand. Nobody talks about this kind of ministry, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people will call us that you need to be very careful. People that talk about sexual purity, they end up falling into That's sexual true. immorality. That's true. That's true. We've done this close to 20 years now, and by his grace, we are still standing. I'm still a husband of one wife. I've never been unfaithful to my wife before by the special grace of God because we're in this ministry together. So that is the foundation where this ministry has been laid. And coming here now, we started Sexual Purity Academy that is fully registered, and we have over 500 young people um, that are in the ministry with us here. Wow, wow. Over 500 people in the ministry, Sexual Purity Academy. That's amazing. Well, I, I love how you, you laid the foundation to all this. Some people might have attended your conferences or probably just know you or read your books or watch your video and they don't even yeah. know all this. You know, some might not even know as detailed as, you know, you went for the... So now my thing is this, when, 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 when people talk about sexual purity, you know, the regular teachings that we have out there, even on YouTube and even special conferences, it's more centered on the do's and the don't. Do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. You know, so I, I want to really ask, what's, what's, what's your take about that? It should, should, should our expectation about sexual purity just be about the do's and don't? Not at all. Nobody, you know, by law, Nobody can be helped. You can't just dish out do's and don'ts. Sometimes when I encounter people that are having these issues, you know, the things that they are doing are not the problem, but the foundation is the mm. issue. You know, before somebody will go out there and begin to misbehave, there is a fundamental, a foundational problem. So it's, about, it's not about dishing out law. You must not do this. You must not do that. You must not do this. I believe that if Jesus is well seated in the heart of somebody, look, you cannot give the person rules. I tell young people, don't say no to sin. Don't say no to sexual immorality because you are afraid of hell. Ah, I don't want to go to hell. No. Let it be because you love Jesus. That's right. You know, this is my brother told me, well, I love you so much. I don't want to do something against you. I don't, want to, I don't want to do something and then you'll be feeling bad because I love you so much. I love you so much. So it's not about the consequences of my wrongdoing. It's about loving God without, without holding back. I love, look, I came to a conclusion in my, in, my, in my walk with God that, look, even if there is no hell to go to, 
for people that have rejected Christ, I still love him. I still love him all the same. I will still do what I'm doing for him. So it's not about, look, somebody can stop committing fornication or smoking cigarettes. He's still a liar. <laughs> and the Bible says, you know, liars will go to hell. That's right. So you don't say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. Key into Christ Jesus. Love him with passion and with your life as a young man. The Bible says that remember now your creator in the days of your youth, when you are still very strong, when you remember him and you pour your love on him. Look, if you meet face to face with sin, say, I just love Jesus. I cannot do this. It's just like a man. I love my wife so much. I cannot imagine myself doing with my wife you know, with another woman, what I do with my wife, it's not mm. possible because I love her so much. And even apart from that, the, the, the love for God is ultimate. That's so true. sometimes I try when she's not with me, but God is there. When we are conscious of his love, look, the rest will be history. So it's not about do's and don'ts. For instance, it's not just fornication. Mm-hmm. There is there is masturbation, there is uh, voyeurism, there is a whole lot. So it's not about don't sleep with a woman that is not your wife. Look, fornication is just a branch of a mighty tree that is called sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. See, in that tree are so many other vices, so many other vices that you cannot even name. So the love of God should be the ultimate in our life. If that happens, look, you, you, when you see sin, you, you, you detest it. You don't want to do it. The secret of the anointing of Jesus was not prayer and prayer and prayer. There are people that still pray and yet they are still sinning. The Bible says because you have loved righteousness and you have hated iniquity, therefore God, your God, has anointed you above all your fellows. Some of us, we don't see Oh, he's been praying, he's been doing that. He loves righteousness with everything and hated iniquity with everything. And the Bible says, therefore, God, your God, has anointed you above all your fellows. So if you can just love God passionately and hate sin, whether it be secret, you know, when you pick your mobile phone in your bedroom and nobody is there, when you are conscious that, look, there are four eyes looking into this phone. My eyes are the eyes of God. You will not do stuff with your mobile phone. You mm. will not view porn. You will not, you will not chat some funny chats. You will not do sex chats with your mobile phone. You will not be snapping your private parts and your breast and everything, your genital and be sending to... Because you know that the eyes, the unseen eyes of God are with me, looking at this stuff with me. That's, that's, that's just set to say. So it's not about regulations and rules. Nobody can obey rules and obey it, you know. Because if you obey everything and you, you miss one, the Bible says you are still guilty of all. God will help us. God will help our young people Amen. to focus on God more. Amen. And this will be loved. Amen. You know, you know, I was I was keen into everything you were saying. And it reminded me of some weeks ago when, because I, I used to do this weekly nuggets that, you know, I get inspired by the Spirit of God. And I just post. I remember I posted something. I said, we live in a generation now that we have two types of temptation the physical temptation and online temptation. Somebody wow. had to respond to me that it looks like the physical one is already coming down. It's now more of online temptation. Because when you yeah. talk when you talked about the mobile phone thing, I must be completely honest with you. We have a lot of young folks, even young ministers in our generation, 
you know, one had to say that he wants to employ a PA that will be handling his phone. And I was like, why? He said, because the distraction on Instagram alone cripples so mm. much about him that it brings out his past over and over again. And wow. I'm like, how is Instagram bringing out your past? He said, because when, when he looks at nude pictures and all of that on Instagram, he finds himself doing things that he used to do before. And, you know, he just keyed into what you said. Because if you have this mindset that it's four eyes looking at this phone screen, you don't yeah. want you don't want to step on the toes of the other two eyes that you can't see but don't watch it with you. Definitely. So you know when you put this consciousness, you know it, it, it helps it helps the, the the inner man. It helps it, it helps you as a person, you know, to live you know a life of of purity. And it's just going to lead me down to you know to the to the top. Fourth question, actually, you know, I'm of this school of thought, you know, and this is this is my opinion. I'm of this school of thought that sexual purity applies to your actions and your attitude. Sexual purity, you know, applies to your actions, what you do, then the attitude, what's behind what you're doing. So I, I, I want to, to, to hear your opinion about that. Do you support this school of thought or you, you want to add to it or you... You, you stay out of this school of thought because you have something, you know, better because this is your ministry. You know, I, I want to hear your perspective about it. I want to be sure if I, my school of thought is right. Your school of thought is right, my brother. Sexual purity affects everything. Everything. Your, your, your sin path is most important in sexual purity. Mm. Because what you don't practice... You cannot enforce. You cannot pass it. You know, it's a spiritual thing. Yeah. You know, if my life is dirty and I talk about sexual purity, I am just like a sound making empty noise. People will hear mm. and say, wow, wow, but it cannot change anything. You know, many of us, you see, there's a book that is behind Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You remember that book after John? Yes, sir. What's the book after John? Sorry for asking. Uh, Matthew, John, okay, now, John, that's an act. Act. You didn't complete it. Act. Is it called Acts? Acts of the Apostles. You are right. You know, we talk about Acts of the Apostles, but we don't talk about the hearts of the Apostles. Mm. What drew the Acts of the Apostles were the Acts that the Apostles had. The fact that they were, they were thinking that Jesus would come during their time. They were almost at every time talking about this Jesus. Nobody could stop them. At some point, they caught them. They caught them. They imprisoned them. When they released them, they flogged them never to talk about Jesus. And the Bible says when they got back, they were sharing testimony. You can imagine that. Mm. Sharing testimony that they were flogged for Jesus. Say, so what an honor. Look at the heart they had. You know, they, nobody was staying at home as it were. They were selling their properties and they would bring the money and they would share it according to their needs. Something was driving them. It was the kind of heart they had. You know, that was driving them. And look at what Ananias and Sapphira had. You know, many of us are actors. We do Christian movies. We act. But what are the hearts? What is the kind of thing that is inside of us? It's not about the acting that God is looking for. It's about the heart. Mm. Man looks at the outward so appearance, but God looks the at the heart. And so Ananias and Sapphira also wanted to act. Mm. 
Their hearts were wrong. They did act. And Paul saw the acting. And Paul was asking, this is your acting. Is your heart going with it? Did you sell the land for this much? And they said, everything. That was acting. Showmanship. Let everybody also see that we also sold our property and brought the money for everybody to share. Mm. You understand? Somebody can look at what you are doing now and say, ah, 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 how can this guy think that he's the only one that can do Instagram live? Let me also go and invite some other people and do Instagram live. It is good to do it, but the heart is wrong. And that becomes unacceptable to God because what you are doing is about competition. What you are doing is about to also show that you can do that. Before you, do, before you go into anything, you want to ask yourself, what is, what is moving me to do that? And that's what sexual purity is all about. Your heart must be clean. Your heart must be submitted on the altar of God on daily basis. You see, when God wanted to feed the children of Israel, he didn't give them weekly food. He gave them daily food so that they would depend on him daily. Yes, that right. is my prayer life. I come to him daily. I say, God, yesterday's grace has gone. I need a, a new one. Mm. For today, it's a daily thing because God wants daily dependence. So you don't say, oh, I am an expert. I don't tell people I'm an expert or I'm a professional. I'm not an expert. I'm not a professional. I'm just one crude man that is depending on God on daily basis. That's how I live my life. All right? I'm not an expert, an authority on sexual purity. I just learned from the Bible, and I'm learning to follow him on daily basis. It's a daily to daily affair, so that nobody will say, I cannot commit sexual immorality. You lie. Anybody can. You are not more powerful than Samson, sir. That's right. Anybody can. The Bible, that's why, you see, when you see the devil, the Bible says you resist the devil. What will he do? He will flee from you. But when it comes to sexual immorality, nowhere the Bible says that you should resist. He says you are the one to flee. That's right. But young men will stay there because they trust in themselves so much and they don't know that this is about emotions, about chemistry, about what runs in your system that mm. gives you some temporal insanity and you have finished the act before you realize what is going on. All right? So it is both within and within first. Most mm. importantly, God does not just want us to be actors, acting and doing stuff. He wants our heart to be cleansed. So the call of God is, first of all, that we should be with him. If he wants, he cannot send us out. Our life, our eternal destiny is more important to God than what we do for him. And that's, that's right. what we need to do. And that's what rules sexual purity. So I agree with you with what you have said, my brother. Yeah, wow, wow. So, so now, sir, uh, one major thing that contends with sexual purity, in all that you've been saying, one thing I can derive that, that, that contends with sexual purity is our desires. And, you know, yes. desires comes, let me say on a per second billing, because, you know, yeah. I use myself as an example, you know, uh, back, back in the past, you know, you don't think of certain things until you get to a certain environment. So sometimes your environment, mm -hmm. you know, um, instigates the desires. You can't, you be, right. you can't, you can't be thinking of Amala when you are in Coldstone. What mm, you'll be thinking about true. in Coldstone is the different varieties of ice cream they have. So now, correct. if desires always contend with sexual purity, with purity even on its own, how does one beat that flight? How do you, how do you cripple? the wings of desire. It's a serious matter. You have asked a very, very 
serious, serious, serious question. Our hearts, our desires, you know, and I'm actually afraid for the future, but I trust that God will help us. Amen. You know, where you are, data is almost like nothing. Mm-hmm. No, uh-huh. you just get data and stuff like that. But here you pay a lot for data. But a time is coming in Nigeria and Africa that, they, you know, when, when they started this mobile phone, a CD, you can imagine, was for about 40-something thousand naira. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, the other day in our street, I think last week, they were begging people with sin that is actually free. Wow. You know, but what we need to pay is the credit, is the data that is inside, that that's what you are paying for. Mm-hmm. Other, other than that, they will be dashing people for free. This same thing was sold for 45,000 naira yeah. for SIM, one SIM card. You know, Nigeria is a very wonderful place. This is where God lives. <laughs> wow. All right. You know, so now when that time comes, when data is like almost free, anywhere you go, you get Wi-Fi, you can browse 24 hours. For some of us now to upload movies, you know, it's a lot. You spend a lot of money to buy data. You know, but over there, and the thing goes, this one that 5G, they're talking about 5G now. Mm-hmm. So when that comes, now that we're having issues with our young people, that they will prefer to starve themselves and go buy data, when it becomes free, what issues are we going to have in our hands? It's going to be very, very serious. Mm. And that's why this, our vision in Sexual Purity Academy is to raise sexual purity ambassadors for Christ. Who will raise sexual purity ambassadors for Christ? Awesome. Now, coming to your question about desire, about desire. Honestly, one major thing that you can do if you want to kill a lion, and then um, you may not be able to go inside the cave of the lion and carry something to kill. Tap the lion. Starve. Starve. Stop giving it food. The lion. Just starve the lion. Starve the lion. Starve the lion. Starve the lion. The lion, you know, begin to go weak and lame, and eventually the lion dies. Mm. You must starve your desire. You must starve it. You must starve it. Anything that triggers that thing, avoid it like mm. a plague. Some people will say yeah, it is not easy, but remember the time of Ebola, my brother. You remember the time of Ebola? Yeah. You know, when we tell our young people that, look, this issue of kissing that you people have been talking about, the problem about kissing is that kissing does not stop at kissing, no. This is chemistry. The thing we want you to do something else and something else and something, they say, yeah, you know, it's not easy. Like, but when Ebola came, they stopped kissing. <laughs> because they saw the danger there. They saw that kiss and die. But mm. God does not do that. He doesn't say, do this and die. All right? Mm. So when you see a stronger reason to starve that desire, the stronger reason is about your ministry, it's about your vision, it's about your life, maybe your eternal life. If you can look at it that way, then you know that it is high time to begin to starve your desire. Now, let me round up the question with this. The day I discovered something about Mary, I became scared. Mary, the mother of Jesus. You know, the prophecy was for a virgin, and the first time that prophecy came was in the book of Genesis. The Bible says the seed of the woman, not the seed of a man. The seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. 
The woman the Bible mentioned there was actually was actually going to be Mary, but the name was not mentioned. Okay. Then if you fast forward to Isaiah chapter 9, that told us that, he said, Behold, I will show you a sign. A virgin shall conceive. Mm -hmm. Genesis told us the seed of the woman. Isaiah made us to understand that this woman is actually a virgin that we conceive. And then when we get to Luke, the, you know, the uh, uh, Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke, and John, that we now discover how God sent the archangel Gabriel to go deliver this message. You know, anytime I think about it, that why did God choose a virgin that was in a love relationship? I don't know whether you have thought about this before. Mm. That virgin was not free. I think that is to tell us something. She wasn't free. She wasn't a stone. She loved Joseph. They yeah. were in custody. And it was a public affair. People knew that she had been betrothed to Joseph. They knew. So they were, as it were, dating. They were going up together. She must have visited Joseph. Joseph must have visited her. Their parents must have known themselves. Mm. But mind you, that promise was for a virgin. Imagine if she has been messing up with Joseph. Mm. And then, what will happen to the promise? Well, it was for a virgin. And it was a common thing that everybody there was a virgin. All the women there. Maybe that packet would have been given to another. And Mary would have lost it without even knowing it. Because the first time Mary got to know about God's program was when Angel Gabriel showed up. Mm. Told her, it was not like something, you know, that uh, there was a prophecy and all this, you know, to the mother. They told her that there was this several law. Mary was hearing that herself for the first time. Wow. You know? I said, look, I need your womb. Can you rent your womb for me for nine months? I'm going to drop a baby there that you're going to carry. And she was asking, how can this be? Now, let's think about it, especially the young ladies are hearing me. If you were Mary, you know, I hear every day, I counsel, look, all this, my fingers are hurting because of counseling online. Mm. You know, pregnant, aborted, pregnant, aborted, pregnant, you know, you see this one thing, this, you see this one thing. If you were married, maybe you would have missed that promise. It would have been given to another without you even knowing the magnitude of what you have lost. We need to think this way. We need to think about eternity. We need to think about the program of God for our life. When you understand God this way, honestly, you begin to starve those desires. Let me tell you, marriage does not give you immunity to sexual immorality. No! Mm. We that are married, we still face it. We still fight it. You know, you were talking about Instagram. All of us go there. You know, sometimes you want to search for a name, and before you know it, some picture, some funny picture, That's right. you know, pop up. No second look. That's what you do. No second look. You know, as I said, ah, what are they even trying to say? Let me see. Let me see. You are getting, you are, you are getting there. All of us see this thing. So, but immediately, this is not, you know, when you go to the supermarket, you have written the list out, you know, I'm going to buy bread, I'm going to buy cheese, I'm going to buy this. Then when you get to the supermarket, other things are doing like this, other things are doing like this. And then you begin to buy other things and leave what you want to buy. Then when you get away, this, whether you're a foolish person, all right, you go there and do what you want to do and get out from there. That's how to, to handle that. I, I hope. You know, because it's a wide topic that you have brought up. Yeah. And we can do seminars for three days. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 That's, that, 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 that was powerful. That was powerful. You know, now I'm just, I'm just going to ask, uh, you know, something really, really 
um, unique. It's a very unique question. And, uh, you know, I have to just really just the way I typed it. You know, now you hardly, um, I don't know about Nigeria, but I'm talking about, you know, being more based here in the U.S. You hardly find a Christian institution, either church, uh, school, or academy, you know, in this time and age that creates a special department forum or even ministry to tackle the magnitude of sexual immoralities and the and sound the trumpet of, of purity. I'm going to take that again. You know, you hardly find a Christian institution, you know, that that tackles the magnitude of immorality, sexual immorality, so to say, and raise the trumpet of sexual purity. Could it be that this sexual purity of a thing is a special ministry or is a special calling? Or could it be that the, the ones who have been broken are the only ones that can take up this responsibility? Is it that pastors are allowed to, sh to shy away from it? Is it that it takes God to call you specifically into that ministry before you take up this banner of raising the trumpet of sexual purity? It looks to me as though it takes God to specifically call into this ministry because honestly, before we started, I didn't see it anywhere. You know, it was just, um, it came as a result of what I experienced and what I saw and then because of God's calling upon my life. You know, um, some pastors shy away from it. You know, you can't talk about sexual purity, sexual immorality on some pulpit. They will not allow you. But why is that? And meanwhile, you deal with some young, you deal with some young people in the same church, and you discover that many of them have got blood underneath their skirts, underneath their trousers. Mm. They are going through pain. Nobody is telling them about about sexual, about the fact that. You can feel like having sex, that that feeling on its own is not a sin. Nobody is telling them that, look, as a young girl, you go around the circle, it's called monthly circle, that at some point in that circle, you begin to feel honey. You can feel that you want to have sex. You, you want to feel that a man should just hold you and touch you. Mm -hmm. And that is the actual time you can get pregnant the most. Nobody is telling them all this. All right. Nobody is telling the young men that you know you can have nocturnal emissions. That sometimes you just wake up, you discover that you have soiled your bed. That that on its own is not sinful. Nobody is telling them that. And then you begin to wonder why. You know, we feed them with um, prosperity. We feed them with this, but that which will take prosperity and their vision and their life away from them is burning underneath them, and nobody said that. It's it's quite amazing. It's quite amazing. So today we rather focus on whether it's right to, to do abortion or it's not right to do abortion, but something is creating this pregnancy. We don't talk about that. Mm. All right? In many churches, you know, when we, were, when we wanted to get married, nobody was asking us. It would be an insult as a child of God that somebody said, go and do pregnancy test for God's sake. How can somebody tell me to go and do pregnancy test? Mm. Me, a child of God, born again, Holy Spirit filled. Can you imagine that? You know, but today it's a requirement in many Pentecostal churches Go do pregnancy test, but do we do sexual immorality test? How do we get that? Even mm. if you want to do that, mm. we don't do that. We don't do that. So you will see in a church where a girl who is becoming was who has gotten pregnant, I say, well, I have sinned against God by having sex and becoming pregnant. I don't want to commit a greater sin. 
and we keep this pregnancy. The church will put her on the back seat. They will put the girl on the back seat. They will disgrace them in the church. And other youths are saying this. And so when they get pregnant, when they fall into this sin or into this temptation, when they get pregnant, they go abroad. Mm. They go get rid of the pregnancy. And there is no to tell them that, that this one has aborted or this one has done this. And so they go scot free, they go through the marriage committee of the church and they are getting married. And the pastor is using them to do example, say, Can't you see these ones? Can't you emulate them? And the ones that are pregnant and the ones that have committed sin are looking at because they know themselves and they are laughing. And they are mm-hmm. laughing. They are laughing at some of our pastors. And they are laughing and say, Look at this one. Look at this one. We know this one has committed a bunch of people because nobody knows. So we leave the the cocoa. Hey, let me do the Nigerian one now. We leave the cocoa of the matter. You know, when Yoruba say, Afi, Afi, Etesilia, Wang, Pala, Pala, Pala. I mm. thought you are, how do I say that now? Wow. You have left leprosy. That is the main problem. This little thing in your head, that's what you are concerned about. Mm. That's not the issue. You know, we can't do a morality test. Let's find out. But let me, <laughs> let me make you laugh. There was this couple... You know, cutting couple, they were, they, were, they were preparing for their marriage. And then, you know, some women in the church, if you are pregnant for one day, they can, they can know. That's they can true. know. They are not, yeah. they are not medical doctors. Mm-hmm. They just need to look at them. They say, hmm, GBK, come, come, come. And then they open their eyes. They say, oh, to know you. Mm-hmm. This girl is pregnant. They can know. So they told the pastor, this girl is pregnant. Ah, his pastor said, leave these young people alone. You are the ones that will normally drive them away from church. Leave them alone. You know, after some months, they went back. This girl is pregnant, of course, mm. okay. The pastor said, okay, they should go for pregnancy test. And they went for pregnancy test, and it came out negative. The pastor said, she be, I told you, leave them alone. At the end of the day, they got married in the church. After the marriage, both of them came to pastor's office, and they knelt that they said, pastor, forgive us, we have trained. Mm. What was the problem? What was the problem? She was actually pregnant. She was actually pregnant. My brother, she was actually pregnant. By the time they said they want to take a urine test to hospital for test, it was the brother that was that was with the urine inside the bottle. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and so, how do you discover pregnancy in the urine of the brother? So our young people have learned how to outsmart our pastors. Mm. You know, you kill somebody for fornication, but there's another thing that is doing masturbation there. Another thing that is doing phone sex. Some of them fornication does not even appeal to them again. Have you discovered that even during this COVID-19, during this lockdown, the rate of pornography has, has, has gone up. Has, right. has gone up very, very seriously. Yeah. I think about two weeks ago, I brought Jan Meza on Instagram. Jan Meza was a former actress in the porn industry, and she came to tell us about what is actually going on. So it's rising. It's rising. May God help us. Amen. May God help us. May God Amen. help the church so that we can focus where the focus should be. Train them, teach them, and entrust them in the hands of the Lord, you know, believing that they will stand. Amen, amen, amen. Now, you know, the, the, the benefit of sexual purity cannot be emphasized, you know. But yet, yet we live in a society that gives us options. I was, in, I, was in, mm-hmm. I was in secondary school back in Nigeria, you know, at Christ Ambassadors, you know. And, you know, yeah, Christ Ambassadors, that happened. But, you know, I'm, go- I'm going to be more specific when I was in Babcock. You know, when I was in Babcock, you know, we, we had a conference where these health organizations came. And, you know, they were distributing condoms to students. They were like, you know, this would curb, you know, this will curb abortion. This will curb this, curb that. Wow. You know, it's it's the, it, I would like call it, it's the response of social institution. 
that is their wow. own way of addressing sexual immoralities that okay we know this desires of a things catches up with you and you end up doing this but this will help you not to make it lead to you know to death to abortion and all of that you know so so my, my question is this what do you have to say to all these options that we get from social institutions in the attempt to curb sexual immoralities unfortunately in the attempt Morality has given the rise to sex. The same method that they have obtained to stop it is the same method that is increasing it. Because when you give, when you give um, a young or married person condom, what you are saying is that you are free to have sex. Mm. Now, let's even look at the latex rubber that is called condom. You know, when you are married and you want to do child spacing, your gynecologist will tell you, you can do this, you can do that, you can do the injectable, you can use this, you can use a natural method. And one of the methods is condom. All right. Yeah. And so imagine, like I, I, I had a friend, a missionary colleague, when we were in Ghana, you know, himself and the wife opted for condom. They had their first baby. And of course, a missionary, no money, just trust God to live on daily basis. Now, you can imagine... He didn't want the wife to be pregnant. He used the condom, I would say, religiously, taking all the precautions. This is the way to use it and all those. My brother, the wife became pregnant. I called the baby condom baby. <laughs> <laughs> so today, when they are in any place where they say you can use condoms, they say, hey, stop, stop that thing. I use condom and wife became pregnant. Mm -hmm. And now, the sperm. That thing that you call the sperm, you know, you know, when the semen come out, the semen has over 500 million, you know, sperms. They are tiny stuff that you cannot see with your eyes. Yeah. Of course, if the sperm can still find its way to pass through, you know, by the side, I don't know where it passed through condom. Uh, for instance, let's pick HIV. HIV is 50 times smaller, about 50 or 55 times smaller than one stem. And now somebody is telling you to use that same thing that did not stop a baby from being produced in a religious, born-again, mm. fanatical family, and you are giving to youths that can put this condom at the back of their pocket and sit on it. You are giving to youths who, does not, who do not even know that condom has expiry date you are giving to youth that, you know, don't even know that condom can slip out in use. It can bust while using it. You know, you are giving to youth that, you know, are in a hurry to have sex and get away. You are endangering their life. And it is so sad because we don't want to face reality. If you are diabetic and you go to the hospital, the doctor tell you straight away, eat sugar and die. You know, I mean, you don't compromise it. You are diabetic. And you still say, oh, you know, I can't do without sugar. I love to eat sugar. You're about to die. Man. Just go and write your will and prepare. Which picture do you want to use for your obituary? Mm. You should go and select it so that because you are going to die soon. They tell you, don't do this if you want to leave. Don't do this if you want to leave. All right? Look at the lockdown now. You know, there's no company. They say, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And if you go ahead and do that in the name that, okay, I can protect myself, forget about it. And now that is physical. What about spiritual? Mm. You know, we talk about sexually transmitted diseases. 
STD. I also talk about sexually transmitted demons. They are also STDs. That's right. Those ones don't know anything that is called condom. Mm -hmm. All right? Because a demon can enter your life, whether condom or no condom. All right? So what about those ones? We must be very, very careful. Forget about these things. And let's go for... Well, we are talking to those that are saved. We are talking to people that can accept the word of God. This is not for everyone right now because yeah. I'm going hard. All right? Abstinence. The Bible says the marriage bed must be held in honor amongst all, and the bed must not be defiled. For God said, God created sex and made us sexual beings. God gave you your penis. God gave you your vagina. He was the one that gave you. And he said, look, I want you to have sex and have it plenty. Under this condition, get married. That's all. Yeah. That's all. You know, I mean, somebody gave us the mobile phone. Somebody gave us this. I don't put this inside water. All right? The warranty will be voided. Okay? Because they will put something there. If you want to use this, you have to use it. I put this on my head. I don't put it on my leg to listen to you. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. It would be stupidity. You know, it would be, it would be stupidity to do that. Because I wouldn't hear what you are saying. So God says, if you must have sex, which I wanted to have, get married. That is the condition. Because sex is like a product, just like any other product. But this product, you know, has come with, uh, with a manual. And the manual says, if you must use this product, get married. It's as simple as that. But you don't want to get married and you want to use the product. And then you're on your own. The question is, can you do a wrong thing in a right way? God mm. who created sex said, it is wrong to do it this way. Then you say, no, I want to do it this way. I wish you were your own. Our message is not for you today. But if you want to obey God who created and said, this is the way that it must be used, let's go for abstinence. Abstinence has, has no side effects. You know? Now, let me round up with this, my brother. If you get married, for instance, maybe at the age 30, and let's, let's, let's just think or let's assume that you will stay married till 80. All right? That's how many years of marriage? That's 50 years. 50 years of marriage. Let's assume that you and your wife will have sex averagely maybe two times in a week mm. on the average. Some people do more than that. I actually encourage couples that are just getting married at least three times. At mm. least three times. If you are just getting married three times, you know, you are still strong. Just go in that your energy because the time will come. When you begin to drop, your libido will begin to drop. All right? Yeah. So if it's two times averagely, if, if it is two times averagely, and then you stay married, married for 50 years, and so you say two um, uh, um, uh, multiplied by four, which is one month, that is eight times in a month. Eight multiplied by 12, that's how much? How, how much is that? Eight multiplied by 12. Uh, that should be... Uh, 32? See. Am I correct? That's nine. Eight times 12? Yes, eight times 12. That's 96. 96 in yeah. a year, 96 times 6 in a year. Multiply that by, by 50. Uh, that's uh, that's 4,800. So now, if you are going to have sex 4,800 times in your lifetime, why are you in a hurry to do it now? Is it not stupidity? It doesn't make sense mm. to me. It doesn't make sense. Something you are going to do over 4,000 times in your life with your wife, and nobody will disturb you. Nobody, nobody. No human being will stop you. No society, nobody, no law on earth or in heaven can stop you. Over 4,000 times, you're going to do that. Mm. So why in a hurry? Why in a hurry? Why, why are you saying, uh, it's not wrong? You know, some people say, uh, is it not wrong? 
tell me your body is doing you green green. That is the only thing. Don't come and use Bible to come and change what God has said. Your body is doing, you want to give expression to your libido. That's why you are making all these things up. I, it's not wrong to talk. It's not wrong to care. It's not wrong to... Look, your body is... Look, that body will cool down. Though. <laughs> I've been married for over 20 years. I know what I'm talking about. Mm. That body will calm down. You know? I, you know, the other day I was talking with a young man. Yeah, I said, T.D.O., look, I'm not young anymore. Ah, I must marry this sex thing. Ah, I must have sex. I said, brother, cool down. Cool down. You know, eventually when he got married, after his honeymoon, I called him. I said, how far now? How was the honeymoon? He said, T.D.O., he said, our generation has overrated sex. I was laughing. Wow. He said, our generation has overrated sex. I've been there. Look, this is just like any, any other thing. You know, and I told the wife in his presence, I told the wife, I said, excuse me, I said, you're going to lock this man up for one week, feed him with food and feed him with sex. All this is in it, drain him of all this energy. Both of them were laughing. You know, so you're going to have sex anyway. So um, let's go for abstinence now. No side effect. You feel cool. You'll be happy doing that. You know, when you get married, you can, you can share with your husband, you can share with your wife, and both of you will be happy to discover yourself afresh. Wow. Wow. But okay. if you have been there, you can stop. Okay. Okay. Now this session, this session is gonna, this session is gonna uh, close out in about fifty seconds. Uh, so when it closes wow. out, we're gonna come back. Then we'll just wrap it up in like five ten minutes because I have just one question, which is very very important because you know okay. we we have uh, we have funny set of people watching right now. Some who have been there and some who have not even been there. So yeah. we wanna merge everybody together but it's it's been amazing so far it's been amazing so far like i've i've i believe those watching right now i've learned so much and you know i'm my team is going to make an extra effort this is going to be live on youtube and it's going to be on all audio podcasts so you one can listen over and over again and you know one can also share with people you know because sometimes we don't know how to express this message Okay, so let's let's waiting for my guest to to be back. Okay, okay, we can just keep joining back. Yeah, because that's regular Instagram thing. And he hands out the one on. So sorry, you can you can you can send a request so we can keep this going for another five to ten minutes so that you know we can we can get this right. Okay, okay, I got. This. Okay, so let's keep joining for those of you that was Instagram ending it. So we, we're back on now. We're back on now. All right, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. And uh, we just keep we keep this going. So th this is my question before I give you the floor, because I know you, you it's, it's your ministry, it's your calling. You have a message, you know, even to, to wrap up this whole session. Now, People, some people have suffered the shackles of sexual immoralities and sexual impurities. Now, should we just condemn them like some regular churches have been doing? And I'm bold to say churches because we are all 
members of different but uh, different um, denominations and we've we've seen how churches so to say have treated this issue you know i know some people might not want to talk because it doesn't want to be like oh i'm talking against the pastor i'm talking against this church we for mm. ourselves we as christians know that certain churches are not handling this this issue in the right way now we have people who have suffered the shackles of this immoralities, this impurity, and this whole, you know, sexual thing. Should we just condemn them? Or can you tell us what the scripture has to say about them? <sighs> well, when we're referring to the churches, let me say this. Uh, you and I, we are part of the church. So uh, yes, on behalf of the church, we take responsibility and want to say, please forgive us. <laughs> The church is not yeah. a building, all of us, all of us. If the church has condemned you, that means we are, we are guilty. All of us are guilty. So uh, please just have mercy and forgive us because I, I belong to the church. I'm part of the mystical body of Christ. However, if you have been there, the Bible says for a tree that is cut down, that there is still hope, mm. that at the change of water, it will brood again. That's right. All right. Many are there. Because um, it's not, it, it wasn't their fault, you know. Maybe they were raped, you know. Maybe they were taken advantage of by a so-called mentor or mm-hmm. father in the Lord, you know, or something. And then they found themselves where they are. And many of them are still not saying their words. And they have even refused to forgive. The first thing I will tell you is that, please, please, if you have gone through this uh, stuff before, one thing that you must do is to forgive the offender, you know, because unforgiveness is like you drinking a poison and expect somebody else to die. Mm. Unforgiveness affects you more than the object, um, the person that you have refused to forgive. What I'm saying, you know, to you can be very, very difficult, very, very difficult. We have had a reason to go report a man that was messing up with, with an adopted daughter before, messing up big time, you know, and we got in contact and we saw what was going on. We had to call the law into the situation and they came, you know, and the, that man was picked up big time. All right. Um, however, you know, because some people, they, will, they are better up, you know, in, in prison, let them go and repent there. I'm sorry to say, you know, because... Yeah. Some people just, they are just beasts in trousers. They are beasts in trousers, you know. You know, God, we have mercy on them. And we are praying for them to repent, you know. But some of them must be, I don't know, I don't know. But for those that have been hurt, I want to plead with you. Forgive and let go, you know. It's about you. Look at Jesus. This Jesus that we are all following. This Jesus that we are all following. There are some things that Jesus will not do, Mm. honestly speaking. And we that are preaching Jesus, we will do. I remember many times when I go home, my daddy will say, Ah, Victor, you are a man of God. Oh, man of God, the good of Darum, but see, you haven't there. Go and remove this. <laughs> then I'll tell that if daddy is at home, you know, that will be 80 this year. I tell daddy, I say, Daddy, wow. you know that in the book of Isaiah, the Bible talks about Jesus. When, it was, when the Bible was describing Jesus, he said, I gave my cheek to those that plucked up the air. So, and that tells me that Jesus had there. So I'm preaching Jesus. If I have beer, it's not a sin. <laughs> so that they will laugh and just leave me and they say, just go. You understand what I'm saying now? Jesus 
at some point had a woman that the society would name a prostitute yeah. that was repenting before Jesus, shedding tears on the feet of Jesus, and was using her head to wipe the feet of Jesus, Jesus that died for my sin. People were expecting that Jesus would say, get away from here. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. And in their heart, they were saying, if this man mm, is the prophet truly, you would have known that this person is a prostitute. You can, you can see that. You can see that. And this is the same Jesus we are preaching, who will not condemn any man. Even when they brought a woman, they caught in the act of adultery. They caught this woman red-handed, and they dragged her to Jesus. And Jesus, the law of Moses said, this person must be stoned to death. What are you saying? Jesus looked at them. If I say, don't do it, they will say you have disobeyed the law of Moses. Mm. If I say, do it, then they will now say, Shidi has been talking about love, we should forgive. He now said we should kill the woman. Then he looked at them. He started writing on the floor. When he received from the father, he looked at them. He said, well, no problem. Any one of you that has not committed sin before, cast the first stone. And they looked at themselves. They were pricked to their heart and they left. All of them left. When Jesus looked at them, he said, where are your accusers? The woman said they have all gone. Oh, so nobody condemned you. I, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that created the ends of the universe, including you, will not condemn you. I'll ever go and say no more. Jesus didn't come to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. Many of us, we push the holiness of God and neglect the love of God. All right? It is two-sided. God is not just holy, 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 holy. He's loving Anything that you call holiness that will make you to hate other human beings is not from God. That is not God's holiness. It has to be balanced. We can hate sin, but we must love sinners. You know, we must... This is, how do I put it out? You, there's a separation between the sinner and the sin. Because many of us behave as though we have never committed sin before. People have never... I have not always been like this. I was in sin. I was wretched. I was unclean until I was forgiven. So why should I condemn anyone? So I want to plead with you if you have been there, no matter what has happened, even if abortion has been performed severely in your womb, God can still forgive you. If you go to him and ask for repentance and ask for mercy and truly repent, he will clean you up. And as a matter of fact, he can use your mess as a message. He can use what you have gone through, what you have passed through, to now teach the principalities and the powers, the great manifold wisdom of God. You know, your case will not be like Jesus. The Bible says that the prince of this world, they did not know that. Uh, they know they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. If the devil knew that the death and the resurrection, of course, he didn't know that he was going to resurrect. If he knew that the death of Jesus Christ was going to bring salvation to the world, he will make sure that all the woods in Israel are kept. They won't find the wood to crucify Jesus Christ. But he didn't know. He thought by silencing him would be the end. But that silencing him was the beginning. Hmm. All right? What you have gone through, God can turn it around. I'm talking from experience. God can turn it around as a powerful message that will rupture the kingdom of the devil. And then you can stand. Please stand. Stand for him. You know, you have been messed up. There's the secondary virginity. You can always start again. You can always start again. The only sin that God cannot forgive is the sin that you have refused to repent of. Mm. I wow. think I, I, I can stop there for now, yeah? Wow, 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 wow. This, this, this has been mind-blowing. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad, you know, that the Spirit of God made this 
made this happen, made this happen. Wow, 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 wow. Like, I, I don't even know where to pick those words from. I don't know where to keep those, keep those, pick those words from. But I'm, I'm just going to let you close out with this. I, I want you to raise the banner of sexual purity. Because I, 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 I will say this boldly to you. It's, it's, it's a full support thing for me as a person and even in ministry. You know, just, you. just 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 like you said, many people think that we ministers just jumped into this phase of our life Not at all. with a port with a portrayal image of perfection. No, no. I, I used to teach it when I go to certain class platforms. I'm like, if you knew the Tomiwa before, you will not even sit down to listen to me. I had this popular name. I had this popular name that that I was giving back in secret. It was called Pure Player. Pure Player was, you know, a guy that would date four or five friends at the same time, and none of the two, none of the four of them would know I was dating them. That was how bad, you know, I was. But you know, like you said, God steps in and He changes the whole thing. Oh, and that's yeah. one thing people need to get. You might have been through it. In fact, you could have just had it just yesterday. Yesterday was probably just when you even got messed up or something. God can still change you. God can still give you a brand new life, you know. And I want people to hear from you that sexual purity is not just a cliche. It's not just. It's just not. It's it's not just what you know. The regular people are just saying. That. I wanted. To, I want those words to. You know, your own words to come forth right now. I just wanted to raise the banner of this sexual purity of a thing. As we close out. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Let me say this before I just do that. Um. My heart honestly goes out for youth, very seriously. It's been my desire, it's been my outcry, it's been my prayer. Sometimes I will cry to God, say, God, you have called us to raise Generation Next for you, a generation that will lift up this banner of purity, a generation that will do what we cannot do, you know. Um, the Bible says, God has shown the old man Oh man, that is used in a generic form. Man, not similar to male. Somebody told us that man is an acronym for morning, afternoon, and night. All right. Some of us are already in the afternoon. I'm in the afternoon of my life. I've, I've crossed the border now, you know, at the, at the border afternoon. I've, morning is gone. You know, I can't go back to the morning. My dad is in the night. You know, many young people that are listening to us now in the morning of their lives, you know, and all times are not equal. All times are not equal. Things that, the stuff that you're supposed to do today, if you postpone it till next year, you will need more strength, you will need more effort, you will need more of everything. You may not even be able to do that again. So that's why it doesn't, you don't have to. So my heart, my entire being goes out, you know, go out for, for the young people, you know, that God we hold you responsible if the generation after you fail. You understand what I'm saying? If you look at Ruben, Brother Ruben, Brother Ruben was a firstborn son. Brother Ruben at some point in time was also having this heterosexual attraction. You will feel it. It is real. Spirituality does not take it away. Speaking in tongues cannot stop erection. Sometimes you wake up in the morning, you have this erection without provocation. It's just there. God has wired us and created us that way, that way. 
All right, so Reuben was feeling this heterosexual attraction and needed to give expression to his libido. I don't know what came over him. I don't know what came over him. Father went out. I don't know where siblings went. And then he took one of his father's wives, his father's concubine specifically, and he slept with her. Not outside, not in the kitchen, not on the field. He went to his father's bed, mounted the same bed of his father, and defiled, you know, the same woman that the father used to go into. He did that what his father was doing with this woman. And the Bible says when his father came back, he had it. That, that till now, when I talk about Reuben, I want to cry. The father had it. But what was the reaction of the father? He didn't say, Ruben, you were Mawulele, you did this, you did that, and took it. God will not do that. Just like Jacob, God will not do that. The father didn't say anything. The father saw relationship continued as though nothing has happened. I'm sure they were still eating together in the same bowl. Mm-hmm. Ruben, go and do this, go and do this, go and do that. They were laughing, maybe moon, uh, midnight, at the moonlight tale. The father would tell story. They would laugh, they would crack jokes as though nothing has happened. Remember, the father had it. Yeah. Thinking about it, I believe that once in a while, the father would just sit down. I will be looking at the children playing in the field. I will be saying to himself, how I wish this my son would just come and say, Daddy, I'm sorry. That's all I need. Mm. How I wish he would just come and just prostrate and say, Daddy, this is what I did when you were not around. There is this thing that we call the eagerness of God. God is eager to forgive that we are willing to repent. Mm. Look at the prodigal son. The father will always come out at the back home every day, looking afar, just believing that this my son will come home one day. I remember when the boy was afar of the father ran to go and meet him. That's how God behaves. The father didn't go after him. The father was waiting for him to come. Yeah. We must come in full repentance and say, God, this is me. Mm. Can you just accept me? And he's more than willing. So the father, Jacob, was waiting. And he was waiting. But Reuben, one day he didn't go. One week, one month, one year. Year after year, until the man was sick, he was about to go. The night has come for the man. And he gathered all his children. The father was about to pronounce things that would never be altered. Reuben was the first on the list. And all of them gathered. You know, as a drama minister, as, as a movie maker, I, if I want to write that script, if I want to do screenplay for that, you know, I see the father... You know, very weak. They must have put some pillow, okay, to put at the back. And he managed to just sit down. His head were bowed like that. And I could imagine with some soundtrack, you know, playing in the background, you know, this soundtrack that can bring some emotion in you. And the man was lifting up his head gradually. And as his head was lifted up, there were tears in his eyes rolling down his cheeks. And he looked at his firstborn. And he was trembling. And his mouth, I could imagine his mouth shaking and say, Ruben, you are my firstborn. The excellency of power. And of dignity. But you will never in your life excel. Ruben, you will not 
you will not excel because Ruben, because you went you went to your father's bed and defiled it. You will you will never excel no matter how you, how you try. You will not excel. You will you will always be as unstable as the waters. Ruben, you will not excel. And Ruben went from the presence of his father. A man that will forever labor but we get nothing. Mm, mm, mm. Today, I agree with my brother over there. And we raise the banner of sexual purity over the land. From Jerusalem to Irianjaya. We raise it in Nigeria, we raise it in the US. Amen. We raise it in the continent of Africa, we raise it in the Europe. Amen. We raise it all over the land. Amen. Let the biblical purity from God yes. stand in the land. Amen. The serpent that could not get the woman in Revelation chapter 12. The Bible says he's gone in fury to wage war against the remnants of the offspring of the woman. We defeat the serpent. We crush the forces of darkness in different nations of the world, advancing the force, advancing the cause of sexual immorality, of sexual quandary, of masturbation, Amen. of pornography, of different vices of voyeurism. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we destroy Amen. them in the land. And it shall come to pass Amen. in the nations of the world Amen. that the banner of righteousness will be lifted up. Amen. That the glory of the Lord will cover the land. Amen. That the mercy of the Lord will cover the land. Amen. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jehovah Lord, those that have listened to us, those that will listen to this later, Jehovah touch their heart. Amen. Young men and young women in this generation. Amen. With the armor of righteousness in their right hand, in their left hands, those that will teach the principalities and powers. The great manifold wisdom of the Lord. Pilgrimage, those that will love you with reckless abandon, those relation next in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Lord. Give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. 
Amen. 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 Wow. 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 Thank you so much, sir. Like you don't know how much you you don't know how much you've blessed me and you've blessed everyone watching online right now. Like you know, this first session ever that I would go above time. Like I was, you know, my screen was just in tune with this, and uh, you're just you you're more than a blessing more than a blessing you know it, 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 I, I put it in this words to you 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 made you took the burden of this generation upon yourself and you are like god i am i am i'm ready and i'm i'm available to make the best change i can make for this generation because to be honest with you it's 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 really a big deal in this generation it's really a big deal because we it's it's like we have too many social institutions that their voices seems to be louder than the than, than the voices of believers that seems to be louder than the voices of the church than the voices of you know ministries that are concerned about you know raising great ambassadors for Christ in the area of purity and sexual purity as it were you know, you can imagine you know, we have a lot of adverts that that condemns even what the scripture says about about what, what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We have we have, yeah. we have songs that yeah. are songs yeah. are songs are released online every day. That's, that 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 cripples the intention of people to even release their body wholly to the Lord. You see musical videos sponsored freely by TV stations. That you know you're not even comfortable. Yeah, you know you're not even comfortable to sit down with elderly ones to watch because you know that no, this is this this said no no, you know. And you know it's it's my honest prayer, you know that that the Lord will keep amplifying our voices, keep amplifying Amen. every Amen. platform so that this message gets out there to people. Amen. It's it's not all about I gave my life to Christ. Because if you're really giving your life to Christ, you're giving him everything. You're giving him everything, including your body, including your relationship, your courtship, your marriage, everything. You know, and I'm just I'm just so blessed that we had this session. And by the grace of God, it's gonna be available on YouTube. It's going to be available on every audio podcast, Spotify, iTunes, uh, um, Google Podcast. It's going to be available there. and Everyone can always go back and listen to it. And uh, thank you so much uh, for, for being a blessing. And, and lastly, I was just going to, going to say, like, because we have some people probably watching online. Where, where's, where's the best place that they can connect with you? Because some, some have questions that we didn't even ask. You know, and they have this great belief that God can use you to give an answer. What's the platform they can reach you? How to join the academy? How to, you know, reach out to you? Okay. Um, they can um, follow me on Instagram at Victor Lukoju. You can inbox me, then I can tell you how to join the academy. The academy is basically online. Okay. So um, some of us that can that can meet, you know, like we do letter from my father every year, you know, um, physically. You know, but basically we are online. Uh, we are online uh, under the academy. We still have about uh, about 13 different organs. You know that address different different issues. So you can you can inbox me on on Instagram. You can follow my Telegram channel. That's the Parchments of PBO on Telegram. All right. You can follow my 
Facebook page, uh, that's Victor Lukoju uh, PDO, um, I think official, because I can accept friends again on, on the normal uh, Facebook. You can also follow my YouTube channel to get some, uh, some purity talk, you know, sexual purity talk, and some of our movies that address the youth, my YouTube channel is uh, Victor Lukoju PDO. You can subscribe to it and click on the notification button so that by the time we're dropping any, anytime we're dropping anything, you can always see, you can always see this. You know, I, I am praying that through this platform, God will raise sexual purity ambassadors for Christ, you know, because we are few, we are few right now. I, I am trusting God that everywhere they'll begin to, to spring up, spring up, you know. It's, you know, even when we wanted to register Sexual Purity Academy, it was a battle. It was a battle Ooh. because they kept saying the word gender is offensive and things like that. But eventually, God gave us the victory, you know, we were able to register in Nigeria, you know. Yeah. So we, 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 are, we are open for business right now, you know. Um, I'm talking about the kingdom business because yeah. this is the passion. This is everything that God has given us, you know. You know, we started using animations, started using movies, started using different kind of things to put out the message there. So if God is laying in your heart that you're a sexual purity ambassador, please, you can you can join us, you know, you can join us. If, if you also contact my brother, I know that he knows how to link us up, yeah, you definitely. know, and then we, we, can, we can work together. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank God bless you. you. Thank God you so much, sir. Thank you so much. I'm super grateful. So blessed to have, to, to have you on here. And uh, for my heart, just to let you know, I love you and I celebrate you every day, any day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. My regards to Mama. God bless. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for your wedding now because uh, it's, it's, marriage it's, life is ongoing. Like Nigeria <laughs> will say, it's it's gonna happen. It's I gonna happen. Like... It's gonna happen. It's okay. Very soon. Very soon. Okay. God bless. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you so much to everyone that joined and um. This session is going to be available on my YouTube and on my audio podcast platform and every other audio podcast platform you can think about. So you get to listen to it and you could, you know, share with friends and family. And um, I, I trust that it's going to be a great blessing to you and whoever you, you share it with. So thank you so much for everyone that joined. I'm sorry if I took too much of your data for Nigerians. I'm so sorry. And uh, just to let this out, if I really took so much of your data and... Uh, now it's like to keep the time. You can just uh, send me a DM. I have a surprise for you. You can send me a DM. I really took too much of your data. If you were really sure, and I took too much of your data, but you were blessed, send me a DM. I, I, I trust God to help me to be a blessing to you. So I'm going to be coming up with uh, another special guest, someone really, really special to me. You know, we're, we're working, working out something, and uh, you get notified on all my social media platforms. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for everyone that joined. And I'm sure you were blessed. Pastor Vito is just a blessing. He's just a blessing. Trust me. Trust me. And I'm glad he was on here with us today. All right. So look forward to my next um, Instagram live conference with a special guest. And you will be blessed. And guess what? I love you. And I celebrate you. Walking in your direction, he will do what I say, he will do, he will do what I promise.